With the advent of online tools such as Slack and Microsoft Teams, it seems we can never get a minute off. How does this impact our mental health and our ability to work and collaborate within our veterinary clinic teams? We want to talk about all the pitfalls and advantages of online virtual meeting boards and all that kind of stuff this week on The Veterinary Viewfinder. Welcome back to The Veterinary Viewfinder, the podcast that tackles the toughest topics in veterinary medicine. And technology has made our lives so much better in so many ways, but in others, it seems we just can't hit snooze. How do we handle, as veterinary professionals, all of those pervasive communication channels that we've got, such as Slack and Microsoft Teams and you name it, it's out there. What do we do when we want to turn it off? And when we turn it off and others don't, are we at fault? This week, we want to talk about who's at fault and how we can avoid the pitfalls of all of these things. Before we get into the pitfalls and avoidance, as always, I am one of your co-hosts, Dr. Ernie Ward. And I'm registered veterinary technician, Becky Mosser. And Becky, you know, it seems that today you can't escape communication, right? Whether it's social media, whether it's professional boards, whether it's tools such as Slack and Microsoft Teams, there's some way for your boss or your teammates to reach you at nearly any hour. And Becky, this can create quite a toll on us emotionally. Yeah, and it, I think it's kind of becoming a really standard operation within clinics and practices and teams to be using some kind of online group messaging. Um, and there's so many advantages to it in the workday. However, I, I think there's so many times that we say, oh, I just have this quick thought. I'm going to drop this in here. Um, and then it can spark a conversation or spark engagement after hours. And sometimes people have this guilty feeling of just wanting to kind of go home and unplug. And so I think that it's added a layer of having to create another boundary around communication within your workplace and a setup for kind of the, mm, the adverse, the yeah. adversarial conversation right, right. <laughs> that come from that. Right. And, and you know, Becky, it, it is so true. It's pervasive. And in fact, I'll, I'll tell you something, viewfinders. I was recently, you know, I'm, I'm on several boards like many of you. And, uh, you know, they were like, well, which communication platform should we use? And, and Becky, I told it up and I've got five. I've got five different yeah. things that I'm actively yeah. monitoring and engaging with. And, you know, Becky, here's the thing. Like you mentioned before, you know, there's a guilt. And what I hate is inevitably I miss something of those five channels, <laughs> you know, and right. I'm like two days late. And then people are like, I guess he didn't really want to do that after all, you know, and people are making all these inferences. And then I feel terrible because I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry. I totally missed this. But Becky, that's just real life. And and this pressure, I think, takes its toll. Yeah. And it's funny because there's become like a hierarchy of how to get in touch with me, right? Like, <laughs> right, right. You kind of have this like, okay, you can, sh you can reach me on Slack. If I don't answer there, you can, you know, shoot me an email. Then on top of that, there's become this sort of implied time frame, right? You've got 24 hours to respond to an email. You've got 24 minutes to respond to a text <laughs> message, it feels right. like, you know, and Slack is kind of this in-between and, and, and Teams is this in-between. And and then on top of it, it tracks your activity, right? And, and you've got like this pressure to be present um, even maybe even within your workday when you're otherwise not wanting to be distracted. And so it's, I don't know, it's just this interesting, um, 
it's it's not new, but it's it's brought to me the attention to me of of kind of how distracting it can be and how um, it, it even. But but the other side of it being how distracting it can be, but also how much it can bring your team together, how convenient it can be, but how to really create within a team boundaries and parameters that go around that or and or is it your personal responsibility to hit that mute button to right. put that out of office because you do have tools to quote unquote protect yourself against these interruptions. But so somehow I feel like we just sort of have this like, hey, don't bother me or know that these are my hours, but but we don't take advantage of the settings to, to create our own boundaries. So we kind of, I think, create our own problem with it. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And Becky, we don't want to miss something. Right, exactly. Because again, we want to be engaged. I mean, you know, viewfinders, we're speaking actually to the folks that love their work. They love their team and they only want to see things better. And, and I think that's where it really can can hit us the hardest. And you know, Becky, I, I was looking back seven years ago, one of our earliest topics was on setting boundaries outside of work. Now, the context of that conversation, Becky, was getting phone calls from your manager or teammates or boss, right? On your time off. So you've left for the day or you're off for a day and they're like, oh, I just need to quickly call you and ask you about this case or where is that thing? Now, Becky, it's really, you know, I mean, this is transcended, not, I mean, phone calls. <laughs> we, we welcome that, right? Now it's like ding yeah. dong, ding dong, notification city. And we're again, being overwhelmed with all of these requests. And, you know, I, I, I love the fact that that you, you are right, Becky, there are all kind of tools and snooze buttons and pauses and I'm not here and all that stuff. But it's still, I think for me, at least on a personal level, I still, I, I feel a little guilty and behind when I pick it back up and go back on and suddenly there's 15 different messages. I don't know. Do you feel the same way? Like, you know, even though I set the boundary, when I come back, I go, oh, it's FOMO. Yeah. I mean, I get, yes. And I want to say that is on you, right? <laughs> and so that is and in, in the nicest way, right? Totally, so if totally. If that is something you struggle with, it's just, because here's the thing. The people who are still on Slack and paying attention and looking at are the same people who like just swing by the office on their day off to make sure everything's okay. Because like you said, they love it. They they really do thrive and they, they love their teams. And there's this whole, I don't know, there's an emotional kind of, ball that involves a lot of layers right and we know that but we have a tendency to do that to just check in to see how things are going well now we don't have to like show up we can just double check slack or double check teams or even in a lot of management cases just peek at those online videos the surveillance cameras that are running right and just see how things are going at the office and just peek at the cameras so we have this inability to detach and so it makes it even more at the ready and at your fingertips and um, I think it is really one of those things where you have to take a personal approach to in, in, in like I said, setting up, I guess, setting up the, the silences, but also saying like, I, I have the ability to disconnect and I have the ability to just not look at it and check it because all those messages will be there when I get back on Monday. Um, and then I think it's also appropriate. Like I know our team uses Slack and we are, we have really specific channels. So for the most part, the really important ones stay really important. And then those are the ones, you know, you can kind of prioritize. Whereas one where we have say like a book channel, that one, I might not check that. And I might silence those notifications and see. So I think it does take a little bit on our own part, but um, I think we have to use, use these and set these up very responsibly. 
Um, and we don't have that ability with ones like Facebook groups and Facebook chats. Right, and, right. And, you know, the conversation we had way back years ago was, is it appropriate to be friends on Facebook because of these kinds of reasons, right? right? And exactly. So, now here we are creating Facebook group conversations and then it's your work team. Is that appropriate? Or should we be doing that? Where do we draw the line? And where do we draw the line from a management perspective? Yeah. And Becky, here's where you know I want to kind of tell the viewfinders, uh, yes, <laughs> I believe these tools are really instrumental in keeping your team informed and, and connected, as you mentioned earlier. I think they can expedite a lot of conversations, right? So, so I'm a fan of them. I think where Becky and I are seeing more and more concerns is with, again, we're being overwhelmed. There are multiple platforms. You know, this hasn't like coalesced into that one end-all be-all, although I, I think Slack is really making inroads as well as Microsoft Teams. But regardless, Becky, you know, it, it is setting those boundaries. It's using the tools appropriately, but then, you know, again, this is where therapy comes in for me, right? It's like, okay, how do I confront my my fears of, of not being attentive? You know what I'm saying? I want to be a good board member. I want to be a good uh, partner and collaborator and co-worker, but you know, how can I do that while also retaining my privacy and personal space? I, Becky, I mean, what other than setting the mutes and the silences and the I'm not here, I mean, do you, what, what other types of tactics do you use personally to, to, you know, give yourself some grace in this conversation? Well, I think number one is saying, does it actually take away from my well-being? Does it actually take away from my personal enjoyment in life or satisfaction? Because for like a lot of people, being part of that conversation, um, being part of that social circle at work actually fills their cup and they don't walk away feeling drained or wishing they weren't having to lose that time or to be involved in those conversations, they actually enjoy it. Right. And so I think the thing is to, to be okay with it. If you really truly love it and you really truly are doing good and you aren't burning out and it doesn't affect your mental health or, or anything bad like that, then great. Uh, but, but I question when you're, you know, at dinner with your family, are you checking that slack when you're playing with your kids at the park? Are you checking that slack when you're driving down the road? Are you checking that slack? Right, right. Those are the times that it really scares me. And that way I can, what I'm thinking is you, you aren't detaching as much as you think you are in present and you're not, I don't want you to lose out in your present life. So I think just doing a little bit of a self check-in, is this a problem or not? Like I said, my colleagues that they had, you know, kind of had this conversation over the weekend, all kind of enjoyed the conversation. Nobody was like upset. They just like, oh, I peeked at it. I saw my name. I had a second. I was just hanging around. No problem here. A lot of us, you know, work outside of our own work hours so that within work hours, we can do personal things if we need to. So it's acceptable nowadays in a lot of ways to kind of just drop that. But I think the other last point I will make too is lead by example. So right. if you say, Hey, I don't want to be bothered after my work hours. Then don't be dropping messages after work hours. Yep. You know, if if you're setting those boundaries, respect other people's boundaries. But leading by that example and saying, "Hey, you know, I'm signing off, and I'm and that means I'm signing off." But hey, if you see the green dot and I'm working, feel free to reach out. Um, it's communication, you know, it always is. Yeah, for sure. And, and Becky, that's exactly kind of the the approach I've taken the past couple of years. Is just that is like saying, "Hey, you know what? On the weekends." Don't don't expect me to respond to your Teams or your Slack message or, or any of that. Um, and, and again, I, I think Becky it, it go, bears reviewing a little bit. We I have me personally set up this hierarchy of how you can get in touch with me, and um, and 
and I think that's also important because there may be times when you need to be able to reach that uh, associate. You need to be able to reach that head tech or manager, right? I mean, because that's it's imperative. Yeah. There could be an emergency, right? And so there are certain... I think positions, uh, and especially higher responsibility positions within a clinic that you do need to be able to get in touch with them, right? There's a fire, there's a, a serious problem, right? We're out of oxygen or whatever. Yeah. So, so I think that goes with the territory. Having said that, what I've done is I said, if it's on the weekend, don't expect to get me on Slack, <laughs> okay? But here's my yeah. personal cell number. And if it's truly an emergency, text me. Now, I will say this, Becky, sadly, uh, over the years, as as I've, I've have the same number, you know, I'm now getting more and more like, you know, just rando things. Uh, in addition to the spam text that we all love uh, yeah. and enjoy so much, but, um, you know, I'm now getting where people are sometimes crossing that line, you know, Hey, I, sorry to bother you. I know it's not an emergency, but, and you're like, yeah, just stop right there. <laughs> That's when you should not hit send at all. Um, but Becky, I also want to kind of uh, lead this into the conversation around, okay, let's say you're that associate. Let's say you're that tech who is employed and you feel like these boundaries aren't being respected, how can you bring that up to your manager or the person involved with this, you know, in a respectful fashion um, and say, hey, too much? Well, so I think that's the, the good news about a good team that has healthy culture and good communication, because we should be checking in on what's working and what's not working and what should remain the same and what should change and be having those check-ins. And, and feel comfortable to say like, hey, um, I know that we use this. Is there a way we can create an after hours chat that I can keep mute and that if it's going to be non-business related stuff or it's after hours stuff, I can meet this channel. Um, I love that you guys have this great team spirit, but it's just overwhelming. Um, and I want to be able to kind of concentrate on my family time so I can give you the best of me when I come back. If you're, you know, again, I think... If it's outside of respect for that, then you've got a, a team issue or a culture issue. And, right. and that is what needs to be addressed more because why do you need everybody to be kind of on call all the time? And if that's the way your team feels that they need to be, there's there's a, a competition. <laughs> and, you know, it's not a team. It's a competitive area. So it can I think it can uncover a lot if you say, hey, it's too much. But I think being really honest about that and then the other thing I think are nice, gentle nudges, you know, something like, hey, um, I see your message. I'll get back to you on Monday when I'm in the office. And just a gentle like, hey, I'm not working, but I'll be happy to get back to you. Yeah. And, and I will tell you too, viewfinders, what's about to happen over the next couple of years is, and if you haven't listened to that AI uh, podcast that we did a few weeks ago, it's it's worth a repeat. Uh, but AI is going to help us with a lot of this stuff. And and one of the areas that there's a lot of active develop, active development is sort of this personal assistant. You probably heard about it, you know, um, on the news lately. But one of the first things that it's doing, Becky, is curating your messages. So email, and maybe you can attach it to your Microsoft Teams. I know that Microsoft has an entire uh, AI suite that they're about to roll out. So I think that this curation may help us also sort of like prioritize as we've been talking. So that if it sees that it's a Becky message, I always respond within a few minutes. So it might, you know, somehow 
tier that a little bit higher. So I, th- I do think that AI is going to help us in this area, Becky, um, you know, sort of keep our lives orderly and, you know, help sift through whatever. Also with auto responses. I mean, you know, because that is one of the hassles with with some of these platforms, Becky, you know, you just, you got to go in and say, I'm out, you know, and that's like a pain in the butt. You wish you could just talk to your computer and say, make sure to silence all my notifications. And I love the, the do not disturb aspect on the Mac for that very reason, because, uh, you know, I'm using it right now. So to speak. So Becky, I think AI helps us. I think technology advances. Um, what are you, what are you seeing? I mean, I mentioned at the outset, you know, that when I went back and looked at all the platforms that I'm actively using, I mean, I'm using about five of these. Are you finding also that you're just seeing this platform creep that just, you know, more and more different things and that's just a distraction also? Oh, I, you know, I do think that is kind of the problem is you get this wave of new technology and everybody's trying it, right? And so right. you all of a sudden have a ton of these. And then they do consolidate, but then you have a ton of one. So I think there's no really good answer there. And I don't think it applies to everybody, right? Like, um, because we're the more you're involved with, the more you're inherently going to have these these channels. I think it's a worthwhile ask before you get involved with different organizations and, and different opportunities. You know, what is the communication commitment? How do you communicate? So you have a better idea. But I think we kind of get these waves and then a bunch of them kind of wash out and we all end up with these kind of one or two that are left standing. And and that's where we are now. I think you're right, though. The AI factor is going to take a lot of this over and that'll it'll be interesting um, to see how we stay informed in that case and how communication um, divides when we have a lot of written communication being done for us and then having to kind of follow that up. So... There's a lot to come on that, but it's it's going to help sort through these. But it's like, uh, is it is it going to help or is it going to create more work? Um, <laughs> right. You know, from the outset. So I don't know. Very interesting. It, very interesting. More and more of of these personal assistants and AI driven are coming out, and it's it's fascinating. Yeah, and, and again, I just see this as all of this is an extension of how we stay connected with each other. So I look, I'm a fan. I know that we're talking about some of the pitfalls and risk, but you know, Becky, I I want the viewfinder family to know that I fully embrace this. I think this has a definite place and need um, and and utility in the vet space. And so you know, I don't want us to in any way. If you're listening and you haven't, for for example, set up some kind of Slack or Teams meeting channel for your your clinic, you should. And you shouldn't listen to this and say, oh, well, yeah, that's why we don't. Because I do think that the pros outweigh the cons. I think that what we're struggling with right now, for a lot of us, the busier you are, the more of these demands. And we're just trying to navigate that. And and Becky, I do want to go back because you're right. I mean, it is on me. It is on us as individuals to say, this is how I'm going to cope. And these are going to be my boundaries. And these are all for us to settle. But, you know, Becky, at the end of the day, I do think the other part of the this that we've talked about, but now I want to get your opinion on is, okay, you're, you're now a manager of a clinic and you've got a team member who really doesn't seem to engage at all on your communication message board, whatever, a group text. Uh, how do you deal with that? And I, I think there's a lot of ways, you know, a lot of potential answers here, but okay. So you've got that one or two employees and they just like, they don't ever respond. What do you do about that? Well, I mean, I think, again, it's about communication. If it is a mandatory means of communicating throughout the workday, then I think you kind of ask them, is this is there a different way that would be more um, beneficial to you? Is there another suggestion 
because we we have this way of communicating as a team to be efficient and to have good communication throughout the day. Um, but I need I, I kind of need you to be there to have it happen. So how can I help facilitate that? And if there's something that's not working for it, I really want to make sure I take care of any of your unmet met needs in using this technology. So, I mean, if there's something going on, you want to give your team member the opportunity to say like, like, so for, for me with some of these platforms, if I log in on one of my devices, it like logs me out of the other devices. So then when I go and I grab my phone and I'm on the road, I'm not all of a sudden signed into that device. And I thought I was. So, um, you know, sometimes you can give them an opportunity to explain what's going on or to help you learn, but we got to guide them into this age of technology and their ability to, to use it because it is going to be a communication tool that does increase in efficiency and should be used throughout the day. I mean, I think about being in the hospital and these phones go off all day long. Every nurse, every employee has a cell phone that they carry from the hospital that goes off all day with messages of things that people need. And it saves so much time walking around, looking for someone, paging someone. The efficiency is is a million fold, it seems like. Um, but at the same time, they're constantly being interrupted. Right. And these things are, are really distracting. So um, there has to be a happy medium. But I think you've got to guide people to accepting the technology because it's it's you're going to have generations that don't want to and people who just... It doesn't work for them, um, but you know we got to help. We got they've got to be adaptive. Yeah, and I agree with that because this is one of those areas where you're going to have to figure out what works for you. I, I mean, there's a lot of things like SKUs, and I'll just say, okay, fine, we'll do something else. When it comes to technology, Becky, there's I mean, we have to employ it. And so the first thing that I would caution you, so you've got that one or two folks on your team and they never respond to the group text or whatever. First of all, make sure that the messaging that you're sending out is actually needs, right? A response. Because some people may look at that that message and say, Okay, I don't have to respond. This really doesn't impact me uh, directly or I'm not being asked something. So they may not quite understand the protocol, right? Of of actually how you want them to engage on that. Maybe everybody's supposed to give a thumbs up. You know, I, there's one group where if you don't like give a thumbs up or a heart <laughs> to somebody's post, they think you didn't like it. And, and that's ridiculous, of course, but you know, and, and I brought that up not too long ago, but you know, there was this sort of pressure. So don't assume that that person is disengaged or disagrees with whatever you posted just because they didn't engage with it. I do think you need to reach out to that person, as Becky mentioned, and say, hey, how can we make this work better for you? You know, we're obviously, you know, 90% of us are, are using this uh successfully, what can I do to help you? Because it may just be a technical barrier, as Becky mentioned. They just may not know how to set it all up. So that can be an issue as well. And then the final bit of caution for that one person who's not, um, you know, engaging, you know, if you've done everything in your power and these are these are messages that need to be responded to and they're still doing it, that's, a, you know, you need to probably you know, look at that person, right, a little closer and say, are there other perhaps symptoms or t signs that, you know, maybe they're not happy or maybe, they, maybe they're struggling with something else in their life or maybe they're just, you know, again, um, looking for another job. <laughs> I don't know, Becky, but, you know, it's, it's one of those things, don't be so quick to dismiss and judge. Go further, investigate, offer assistance, and then if you still wind up short, you got to say, okay, this, you know, this might not, might not be working out for us somehow. Yeah, I think that's what it's about. Again, is that communicate? It's communicating about communicating, which is so ironic. But you <laughs> right, know, right. It, it's 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 not. I guess you know, rocket science. But it is one of those things where I think you've got to have those check ins, see how it's doing, give an opportunity for people to say, like, you know, actually, 
this is too much or how do I work this to make it work better for me? I love it. And I think it makes me feel really connected to my teams. Like I think it, the way that the team is communicating is something to come back to and check in and give everybody an opportunity to voice it about it. And I think that's kind of the bottom line. And if you don't have a culture where people feel good or comfortable to say that, then yep. you got you know, a, you've got a, you got a culture problem. That's right. And the last thing I'd like to leave the viewfinders with Becky today is just, you know, I think the, the last piece of this puzzle is making sure that you're not just sort of, a deluge of just nonsense, right? I mean, I, I've been involved with some groups where, you know, it's like, let's put up funny pictures of our pets and another Slack channel of funny pictures of our kids, right? And that's just, okay, that's great, but is it necessary? And it may be, and your team actually may thrive on those areas, but I think you've got to allow those channels so that that isn't creeping over into the general, you know what I'm saying, Becky? So you've got to really look at how they're engaging and then make sure that the important stuff isn't getting lost with the funny cat memes. And I think that's, that's a real important structural element of using these platforms is that you or your manager or somebody needs to say, does this make sense? What channels are appropriate? And then, and the other thing too, Becky, is I, I was with one group uh, a couple of years ago, especially when Slack was just taken off during COVID. And good Lord have mercy, you know, before I looked down and then when I look back up, there were 30 different channels, right? And so you can you can get it too big. So you I would just make sure that or be cautious about making sure that you're you're sharing information that is impactful and important. And you know, you do reserve some for the fun and giggles, but you know, make sure that the if you're a manager, if you're an owner, that you're kind of communicating those important things when you should. Does that make sense to you, Becky? You know, just be careful with, you know, we can't nonstop, you know, funny cat videos. <laughs> yeah, or you just have a channel that's set up for that and, exactly. and you're using it appropriately. And and I guess the bottom line of that and in, in the summary of that is just simply pay attention to how communication happens in all of your spaces. And we're just kind of trying to bring awareness to all of these new technologies and these groups and these social means of communicating and just making sure that there are no lines being crossed and that, you know, people are comfortable with what's going on because there is a pressure zone within that participation. Um, and it can it can rumble up problems that you didn't even realize existed. Oh, I love that. And again, Becky, this is just the next wave of of things we've got to be alert of. And and I think you always say stay ahead of it. So this is one of those areas where you definitely need to stay ahead of it. You should evaluate today. If you're not using these platforms, you should probably reach out to some of your friends who are. I think you'll find, again, in my opinion and estimation and experience, the pros far outweigh the cons, but you want to be mindful about that. Becky, any last bits of advice for that person sitting on the fence who says, well, we tried it, we didn't like it, but maybe now I should revisit it. Any last bits of advice to kind of give them, give them some heads up? I don't just think it's about what didn't work and what does work and what's the outcome you're looking for. Mm. You know, what is it you're trying to accomplish? Right. If you're just having these channels because other people have these channels, you know, is it about letting your doctor know that their room is ready and you're slacking that on the channel? Or is it, you know, about hey, we're out of saline and that's what it's about? Or is it like, hey, here's what's going on in my personal life or I'm going to be sick today or whatever. Like, Figure out what the expectations are of what you're looking for and make those really clear. When we just like implement this new technology and people don't know, similar to what you said, then they're just trying to be involved or trying to just mind their business and we don't have a clear expectation. So more than anything, that's where you need to start. 
Gosh, that's it's so well said, Becky, as always. I mean, again, we love these communication platforms to message and communicate each other with each other. But guys, just do it mindfully, be you know respectful of each other's and set boundaries for your own personal needs. Guys, I want to hear how you're using Slack or Teams or any of these other messaging platforms. Maybe you just have a group text for your team and that works out great. We'd really like to hear where you're finding success and maybe some of the challenges that you've overcame. And Becky, where can they tell us all this stuff? You guys can stick to Facebook and Instagram at Veterinary Viewfinder or send an email at veterinaryviewfinder at gmail.com. That's right. No Slack channels for us yet, but who knows, Becky? We may make make, make a veterinary <laughs> viewfinder Slack channel. Guys, until next week, you guys stay connected, be safe, and be well. We will talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.